0: Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, thanks for giving me a listen today. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, today um I'm gonna kind of just look at the week in review. Um it wasn't a real great week for the pirates. Um but we'll take a quick look at like what they did this week. I don't think I'm gonna spend a whole lot of time on it, uh, but I do want to talk about um I do want to talk about I also want to talk about um you know some of the moves that they made. Uh, some of them the guys down in the in the miners that have that have had a had a pretty good week um, and and just take a look at some things uh that I think the the pirates really need to address uh moving forward uh you know this week I got to be a guest on the dK sports fan forum with Gary Morgan so if you get a chance check it out at is on my, I posted it, uh, retweeted it on my Twitter feed, so check that out. And he raised some pretty good questions, and I'm going to kind of talk about those, uh, maybe one or two of those as well. So uh, before I get into all of that, <laughs> uh, let's have a message from uh, our sponsor, Anchor. So, man, this was a bad week for the Pirates um, this past week. They just couldn't get anything really going, um, offensively, um, and when they did, the pitching imploded. Um, you know they had that nice win Thursday night, um, in extra innings with uh, against the Braves, but other than that, it was a little a twenty to one loss, six to one, seven to one, the Braves just they just gave up a lot of home runs, um, and that it's not necessarily it's a knock on them but you know the the Braves are are really good um and they're they're getting hot so um i mean really this week um there weren't a whole lot of high points pitching was kind of rough uh yet a decent start from Will Crow in that win um other than that, starting pitching was rocky. Um, gave up a lot, a lot of home runs this week. Uh, so, you know, going to be looking to, uh, you know, turn it around this week, get to play the Cubs again. Uh, the Cubs are playing decently well. So that's not like it's a, uh, not that any game with the Pirates is a gimme, but that's one that, you know, isn't it's going to be more of a challenge and maybe what they've seen from the Cubs. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see what this week brings. Uh, you know, Cubs, Rockies, Rockies are, aren't that great. So, you know, maybe they can at least wrap up. Um, you know, maybe they can pull out four wins this week. That'd be pretty, I'd be okay. Um, okay with that. um, but, yeah, I mean, this past week, I mean, we saw their guys who, the Pirates saw their guys who have uh, been their main, their mainstays, their, their solid, um, you know, guy, uh, guys in the rotation get shelled. Um, uh, yeah. Tyler Anderson, for instance, been arguably, between him and Brubaker, the ace, um, Anderson had some bad luck, but I mean, he went five innings, nine runs. Um, that's never good. Um, so that was a tough one. That twenty to one loss. Um, you know, offensively this week you, you just had your your usuals, um, your Adam Frazier's and your uh, Brian Reynolds. That was pretty much the offense this week. Um, nobody else really did um really did much um the pirates have like no power right now uh, they're not getting the home any home runs um they're not scoring a lot i mean they scored uh a total of uh, was it 3 runs over their last 3 games um, put up six on Thursday, five on Wednesday and two on Tuesday. Um, you know, that's the last couple of days have not been, um, uh, not been good, uh, for, for pretty much anybody. So, you know, that's something I'm going to talk about here in a little bit and, you know, where are they going to get offense? Um, and and where when will that come where will it come from um, because i mean this week i mean you look at their look at who hit like i said it's it's the usual guys will craig actually put together a solid last uh end of the week um so oddly enough will craig is now batting 281 um you know so so his average is creeping up there which is um which is surprising cuz he was he was down. Like, he wasn't hitting very well. His, I mean, his time here is probably, num- you know, his days are probably numbered. Um, with Moran and Evans coming back very soon. Because there just isn't really going to be any place for him to play. Um, but, you know, he probably has the rest of this week uh, to make a good case for himself. You know, he did have that uh, botched uh, Ground ball yesterday and early on in the game, you could say like that was the, you know that's what really gave the bread the Braves an edge and but then they you know, just continued to to tee off um, on Pirates pitching. Um, but you know Adam Frazier he he's up to bat he's batting three thirty five, um, you know Brian Reynolds hovering around three hundred just a few. Uh, 298, so he's he's right there. Um, OPS, 861 for Reynolds. Frazier, 858. Um, you know, Stallings is hovering around about 250 average and 800 um, OPS. After that, like, Will Crow has gotten it up there. But the rest of the guys who are seeing consistent at-bats for the Pirates, guys like Eric Gonzalez, Polanco... Uh, even Kevin Newman, who had started to hit as of late, but the last couple games didn't really do a whole lot. Um, You know, they're hovering around 200. Um, With the OPS of anywhere, Polanco's close to 650, uh, Eric Gonzalez is 543, and and Newman's 497. So, um, you know, that's what they're looking at. And then, you know, the rotating... Uh, left field position. They put um, Vargas out there uh yesterday. You know, he's batting 125 with 388 OPS. Uh, so this this team is is going to get a shot in the arm when uh when Moran comes back um and probably Evans, I think Evans will play better than then Eric Gonzalez, you know, if you had asked me earlier in this season, um, after the first couple of weeks, if I saw Eric Gonzalez as a, as a potential piece uh, moving forward for the Pirates, um, I would have said yes. Um, but he's gone right back to being the Eric Gonzalez of the last, you know, couple months of the season last year. He started hot and then just has gone absolute, uh, absolutely ice cold. Um he had a couple hits, I think, on Saturday, but I mean he, he's not an answer there. Polanco's he's he was coming around. Um the weekend had a hit on Sunday, but hadn't didn't really do a whole lot. Um other than that. He's his days are numbered. Uh what you can get with him or for him, who knows? Probably close to nothing. Um but for this team, where is um, where is the offense going to come from? Because your arguably your best offensive player is Adam Fraser at the moment. I would say Brian Reynolds all around is probably better because of the the power um, that he has that Fraser doesn't. Um, but anyway, you're one of your two top performers is going to be one of your bigger trade pieces. And that's Adam Frazier. And in, in a rebuild, um, you have to deal, I mean, a correction. You don't have to with some of these guys, but really you kind of have to. Because Frazier uh, is, <laughs> he's playing very well Um I don't know if I would be comfortable in relying on him to continue to do this for the whole season. Um could he? Sure. I mean, he's just he's just hitting the ball, you know, all over the place very well. Um but you're going to have him probably subtracted from this lineup. Uh and then who moves in his place? Because if you use the utility guys and the and the backup guys that you have right now, it's Eric Gonzalez, it's Vargas, it's Defoe. Uh not a whole lot of really um exciting names there. Maybe Phil Evans. Um maybe you new, moved Newman over finally and and give you know Cole Tucker months worth of time. Uh you know, he is up. I don't know how for how long. Um they've <laughs> they've got a a a, a surplus. Of utility guys and middle infielders at the moment, um, but you know that's the thing. If if they when they get rid of Frazier, that leaves Reynolds and Stallings is like the only regulars with a batting average of close to two fifty, um, and that's that's not good. Now, like I said, Will Craig. He's up at 281. Small sample size from him. And there's a really good chance he's not going to uh you know be around you know, with the Pirates um in the big leagues too for too much longer. Uh so you know they have like I said, Moran coming back, Evans coming back. Uh, at least Moran, I think you can kind of bank on Moran. Hopefully, being being productive, uh, Evans could be started really well. Cooled off quite a bit before the injury, uh, but um, after that, where's where's the offense? Like who who's gonna who's gonna step in? And, and the answer there is I don't know. <laughs> it, I don't know. And th- this is something with um, I, I think I mentioned in the intro. I was part of the. Uh, Gary Morgan's fan forum for DK Sports, um, his uh, podcast that he does. And that was one of the topics was what is Ben Sherrington's short-term plan? Not long-term. We all know what the long-term is. I've talked about that pretty much every episode. It's, you know, valuation. It's build for the future. It's stockpile prospects so we can just have wave upon wave of quality um, players coming up through the farm system. But what does he have now? And what what's going to happen for the rest of this season and probably next season? And right now, it's really hard to kind of peg that because this year, you know, over the last couple months, he's made a lot of moves. And I give Ben Sherrington a lot of credit for being able to do things that predecessors maybe didn't do um he's not he's not messing around uh he's giving guys a good look and when he feels like he's seen enough he's moving on uh we've seen that with Alford and uh um, Fowler and even Todd Frazier. it's just like would you, know, you got to produce. You're not just going to sit here because you were a top prospect at one point. And we're not just going to wait for you to all of a sudden get it together. Um we're not going to have you just not produce, but you're, you know, you're a veteran, you've been around, you're good for the clubhouse. Um, you know, that's not something that, <laughs> that they're interested in right now, you know. So what he's done is just claimed all these little pieces through, um, the waiver wire, like Ben Gamble, um, Katam, uh, uh, Ildemar Vargas. None of those are really, um, exciting. (laughs) Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's when when guys start coming back um, from injury here. You know, they're gonna some of them are gonna be DFA'd. Um, one thing that that Sherrington and one thing that maybe he's going for. Um, you know, they're not they're playing to they'll win games. I don't think they're purposely tanking uh, like some people think. I, I just know that they're in a spot now, and this this kind of tells you. I mentioned it with Gary Morgan. I was like, this shows you how bad the Neil Huntington regime was at developing talent. Right? Because what you should have is a handful of guys at AAA knocking on the door. The Pirates don't have that right now. AAA is full of guys who have had a shot or multiple shots in the big leagues, whether, you know, with the pirates or with other teams or combo, and they just haven't been able to produce at the major league level. Um, that's why he's going out and pulling all these, uh, all these fringe guys, all these guys off the waiver wire that other teams are kind of casting off. Um, he talked from day one about building competition and maybe just maybe bringing in guys like Vargas um, and Tom and Gamble, um, you know, is going to create some internal, you know, some competition here where maybe Vargas maybe he plays the outfield better than Wilmer Defoe. Maybe he plays the outfield better than, uh, like, Phil Evans. So when Phil Evans comes back, you know, you're not looking to put him back out there. Um, you know, and the whole thing is Hayes is coming back, too. I, keep, I don't think I mentioned that. Um, you know, we've got a, a little bit to go on him, but but he'll be back soon. So maybe... They're looking to say, "Hey, here's this Vargas guy. Um, I think at at best or at worst he's as good as Wilmer Defo, um, possibly better. Let's create some competition. Now, I will say that if I'm looking at numbers right now, I'm going Defo over Vargas. Maybe he's looking. They're looking at Vargas over um, Eric Gonzalez." Like I said earlier, Gonzalez, I think we know, and I think Ben Sherrington knows, who Eric Gonzalez is. Good defensive guy. Nice to have around. Really streaky. And when he gets in those, those valleys, he doesn't seem to be able to get out of them very easily. Same thing happened last year, and he's you know, he's getting older, he's getting farther along in his service time. Um he's gonna start costing more. And at this point, is he you know, is he worth it? You know, would it be better would they be better off uh you know, going with a Vargas um or looking in the next year, you know. Are they okay? Are they looking to see if they could DFA? Gonzalez in the offseason. are they are are they already planning for him? See, the so thing we we don't know. I don't know, um, but I do know that that sh- this is an evaluation here, and long term, we have a pretty good idea of where Ben Ben Sherrington stands. Short term, I don't know what this team's going to look like uh, over the you know by mid season. Um, and in the next season, because if you look at this roster, I'm going to say it's pretty, uh, pretty safe to say for me anyway, that Adam Frazier, Polanco, for sure won't be on this team next year. Um... Maybe. Depending on how how wild Ben Charrington wants to get, one of their biggest trade chips here is Brian Reynolds. Now, I don't not champion championing championing. <laughs> uh, I'm not rooting. <laughs> Let's go with that. I'm not rooting for uh the pirates to trade Brian Reynolds. However, I do encourage them to at least listen. Because if you get floored, if you get just a absolute perfect offer, they'd kind of in in a with the rebuild, um they'd be dumb not to um not to entertain that as a possibility. Um Stallings is another one. You know, defensively, doesn't get too much better offensively. Yeah, he's hit or miss. Like he has his nice stretches, he cools off, comes back. He doesn't have those long valleys that some of these guys have. Um, like a Polanco or or um Gonzalez. You know, Stallings is a 250 hitter. You know, and that's pretty good for Stallings. Um might they entertain a deal for him? I would. Not going to say you're going to do it, um, because when you talk about Reynolds and Stallings, uh, you don't have to trade this guy. Same with Colin Moran. When Colin Moran comes back, you don't have to trade Colin Moran. I think you you have to listen to anybody that any that any team calls about JT Brubaker. If a team calls about him and offers, um, you know, a, a really good return of prospects, you got to do it. Um, I think, you know, like, like I've said before and, and like I've seen around, you know, target year for the Pirates to really turn the corner is probably 2023. Um, that's when enough prospects will be up. Hopefully, um, a good chunk of them have developed, uh, you know, and at that time, you know, Reynolds is still a ways away from free agency at that point, but he's probably getting more expensive, um, and if you develop behind him, you can you can move that. Now the problem is, like I said earlier, Triple A doesn't have um a plethora of of talent and of big prospects down there knocking on the door. Um, like all around pitching. Um offensively it's kind of sketchy now serviceable guys sure i mean we uh, we were talking on the uh, with Gary Morgan you know about Michael Perez Michael Perez hasn't been good he's not a real he hasn't been great as the backup catcher now you don't want to just i mean there's plenty of other places to pick on the pirates other than how the production of their backup catcher But, you know, would a guy like a Joe Hudson um, do just as well, if not better? I mean, that's, you know, something they might (laughs) want to consider. Um, But after that, it's, you know, you're looking at um, um, other guys who – Offensively, you know, Hunter Owen, he got a taste of the majors here earlier. I think we'll probably see him again. Uh I think it depends on how many guys get traded this year. It might not be this year. It might be next year, um depending on what he does in in, in AAA obviously. But, you know, guys like Jared Oliva is uh, it's really hurt him that he's hurt because he would be he would be up right now. Um, Troy Stokes Jr. got a taste. Um, So that was um, nice to see. Good for that kid. I don't think he's necessarily like a long-term answer. Maybe as like a fourth or fifth outfielder. Um, He did look really good defensively, but um, didn't really hit a whole lot. Of... Another guy who I think we could see this year, and I think he has like a nine-game hitting streak at this point, is Chris Sharp. Um, Chris Sharp. Uh, I, I like him. <laughs> uh, he has a couple home runs. He only, he's batting 269, Um, But this is his first real look, I think, at AAA. Um, so, you know he we could see him at some point um and of course Travis Swaggerty Swaggerty's the big prospect here um he did just get hurt we'll probably I don't know if we'll see him this year uh, we may not see him until next year just depends on how he hits and he started hot he cooled off um the power he's showing some power that you know you had hoped and everybody had hoped it would develop um that would develop for him and it, it looks like it may have um, you know then you're, you know, you're looking at these other guys here um none of them are I mean we've seen Anthony Alford, right? We've seen Dustin Fowler. We've seen Kevin Kramer in a couple different um trips. Uh Bla again he just came up from Altoona. uh he'll probably go back down once Um, you know, Cole Tucker or Will Craig get um, optioned back down. Um, But, you know, other than that, like, there's there's not a whole lot there. Um, So there there aren't going to be, probably aren't going to be, any uh, prospects come up and set the world on fire with their bat. Uh, that just isn't something the Pirates are really uh, geared towards at the moment. Again, you might might see a Jared Oliva come back from his injury uh, and work his way up. Uh, Chris Sharp maybe, you know, maybe Troy Stokes comes back up. Maybe Swaggerty, uh, you know, isn't, I haven't heard an update on him, but maybe he comes in, comes back from his uh Shoulder injury I believe it was um, yeah, maybe he does really well for the next couple months and you know they have space for him to come up uh, it's possible the the big ones the better offensive prospects are still in their development phase uh, and that is in Altoona. Altoona is right now is where the offense, um, where the guys will see, make a difference. Possibly make a difference with the Pirates on offense in the next year or two. This is the first wave coming up in Altoona. Um, guys like O'Neill Cruz, uh, Rodolfo Castro, um, Mason Martin, and I don't. If you follow me on Twitter. I went to see um the Curve play a couple times this week. And Mason Martin uh, at the in Harrisburg at the on City Island over there with the Senators play. Um uh, I've been to play, I live outside of Harrisburg. I've been to many games there. Uh I don't think I have ever seen somebody hit a ball as hard and maybe as far. Um as Mason Martin did um, when I when I was there last uh, Tuesday, um, he's got a lot of raw power. O'Neill Cruz again one of the top prospects in the Pirate system. Off to a little bit of a slow start, but it's been he's been coming around. Rodolfo Castro is a guy to keep an eye on. We saw him in spring training mainly because he had to be added to the forty man um, in order to uh, avoid losing him in the Rule Five draft um he's hitting 292 with a couple home runs um and you know if this is if this is the Castro um if he's gotten the strikeouts under control and if this is the Castro who um you know who we want to see and who we you know um if this is the player he's going to be uh, it's it's a pretty good one. Um, and I think he he's an infielder by trade, but he's kind of versatile, so you could throw him in the outfield if you had to. Um, but the outfield here, Canon um, Smith and uh, Jigba is off to a pretty decent start. He's in 283 with a couple home runs. Um, I think, you know, he could be up next year. Uh, the same goes for Cal Mitchell. Now, Cal Mitchell uh, had a little bit of a lull there, but he had a couple hits. Uh, I think it was yesterday. He's hitting 255 again, uh, two home runs. Um, so I like Mitchell and Smith and Jigba better than let's say Jared Oliva and like a Chris Sharp. I th- I think that these guys are have a higher ceiling. Um especially if they cut down on the strikeouts. Um, if if they can strike out less, you know, that that's gonna be key for their development. I and I know I've said this before about these guys. Um uh, but This is where the offense is. And Altoona, if everything goes right for Altoona this year, these guys that I've mentioned will most likely be, um, some of them at least, will be up in Indianapolis um, in AAA before the season's out, probably midway. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because there's guys in uh, Greensboro um, that are going to be pushing Um, You know, we did just get word Nick Gonzalez is going to be out for a little bit, but um, is coming back. So, I mean, there's going to be guys pushing. So, short term, looking to next year, um, offensively, for the rest of the season, this is what we're going to have to deal with. We'll get Moran back, we'll get Evans back. There's not a whole lot of help coming from the farm system. That's why, like I said, we've had to claim Ben Sherrington's had to claim Tom. Um, he's had to claim Gamel. I think Gamel will probably finish the season, uh, you know, with the Pirates. He does have uh, arbitration years left, so they could, you know, keep him around next year um, if he starts to hit. He's one of the, he's a, he's a bat. Somebody might might trade for, um, but. You know, I could see him being around next year. Tom, I don't know about Tom because it's going to get hard here very uh, shortly for the Pirates to keep three Rule 5 guys on the roster is when Jose Soriano um, comes back. An interesting note on him, it looks like they're stretching him out as a starter. So when he comes up, he could be in the mix in that rotation and, um, for the pirates and and that'll be interesting um to see to see what a rule five guy can do there, uh, but you have him, you have Oviedo and Tom. they can't keep all three and it i'm um, knowing what sherrington's trying to do and build and stockpile for the future, Soriano and Oviedo are a bigger part of the future than Kai Tom. So I would think Tom would probably be DFA'd at some point, unless there's been a lot of uh, injuries and maybe, you know, a trade. um, So they have, you know, room and and can can warrant playing him um, in the outfield. But it's going to be feast or famine this year. For the rest of the year with this offense, especially. Like I said, with Adam Frazier most likely gone. Uh prob- and probably Polanco. Uh, maybe Polanco gone um in a trade. But if not, you know, he'll probably be here for the, the rest of the year. Uh or you know, if he does if they can't find anybody to take him in a trade, maybe they just And if he's not producing, maybe they just say, okay, enough's enough. Uh, We have a couple months left. Let's get somebody in here. But like I said, not a whole lot of guys pushing them. So um, we're going to have more roster turnover, too, uh, outside of the trades with all these guys coming back from injury. Uh, We're going to have to – the Pirates are going to have to DFA a handful of people. Um but yeah this offense is going is going to struggle um and then like i said next year you know who knows um there's like i said there's not a whole lot of pushing in AAA. a um, the guys that come up there maybe a couple make the team out of spring training next year but i also don't think they're forcing it um they're not going to force anybody to move up quicker than than what uh what they um, they're comfortable with and, you know, how they're developing. So my idea and, um, you know, it's something I know Ben Sherrington in his, all the trades that he's made so far, um, his big re- returns have been uh, the majority of the guys that he got back have been low level guys. Guys who have two, three, four years of development left before we see them in the big leagues. Um, you know, we have a couple Bednar's already up. Yehure, he's been up and down. Um, you know, there. Uh, Will Crow, another one. They're there already or close to it, um, but the rest are the rest are still are still developing. Um, so in. In this time, I wouldn't be. I'd be shocked if if he kind of strays away from that too much. It'll probably be more guys to plug into the Altoona roster, Greensboro roster, Bradenton roster, or even you know lower Gulf Coast League. You know, getting really young uh, guys. And you know, a, a trade for Polanco. Um, if you can trade Polanco for some nineteen-year-old kid that throws ninety eight miles per hour uh at this point might be worth it but um I personally would uh would like for Ben Sherrington to bring in somebody who um is knocking on the door already. Um, you know if you could land some uh an outfielder from a team that has a surplus of outfielders uh that would that would really help because if they're young and you know let's say they're triple a right now they're AAA a right now they're they're close to being big league ready um, and if you could bring somebody you know like that in they're also could be part of the future um you know a lot of the time when you trade for that high you know with the, what the pirates are are going to be offering this year um via trade you're not going to get anybody's number one prospect you're not going to get Wander Franco or anybody like that from from a team but um you could get a guy who profiles as you know an average um You know, major league outfielder, maybe a guy with a lot of pop, but some strikeout issues. They're they're going to have some issues. Um, You know, if you go lower, you can you can get maybe uh, guys with a higher ceiling, but with a lot of time left to develop. So, um, I I think that you know there and at catcher, um, if they could bring in somebody who is at least a double A. Or maybe and on the verge of AAA or somebody you know in AAA now, uh, that they could plug into this lineup uh, by the you know the end of this year or somebody that will almost definitely start uh, next year or you know be ready early next year. Um, I I think that would be a, a good move, um, on uh, Ben Sherrington's part, and you might be depending on how. How much wheeling and dealing he does, um, that really could – it's really possible um, because you'll get some of these relievers, a guy like Kyle Crick or a guy like maybe even Chris Stratton who um, has pitched really well as of late. uh, You might be able to swing him to the Dodgers uh, for, uh, you know, one of the Dodgers surplus outfielders that are just down on the – you know, down in, in triple A, um, um, yeah, or, you know, trade a couple of them to Toronto for, you know, Gab, uh, Gabby Moreno, the catcher who's had a pretty good start to the season. Um, I would love to see that. I'm not holding my breath there, but, um, you know, that's the only way we're gonna see offense. Then we could also see them sign a better crop of free agents next year, not saying all stars, um, but maybe take some shots um on some on some guys and maybe get DFA'd, uh like a David Dahl guy from last year that I was really kind of hoping they would um they would make a play for. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this, the, if they're going to improve the offense this year, it's probably going to have to come from outside. Well, it will have to come from outside because internally it's just not really there. Um, and then other trades, you know, through, um, this year for guys that could come up, um, you know, next next year, and uh, you know the Dodgers have um, handful of guys. You know, you could get like a DJ Peters, who's um, kind of being used as their their you know fourth fifth outfielder at the moment. Um, he's not really setting the world on fire, uh, but he has some big league experience, um, and he's still. Relatively young, but you might be able to trade like a Chris Stratton for um, a DJ Peters, um, some something like that. And that I'm just picking one person that, um, that would be expendable prospect wise for the for the Dodgers, and you know somebody from the Pirates would be um, expendable. I I would be again if you're gonna trade your big guys. Adam Frazier, uh, Richard Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, you know, as long as the last couple starts of his are fluky, um if he can um, you know can get back to what he was doing, obviously the return will be a lot better, but um you know you know Frazier uh, maybe even call him a ran um, who knows, Brian Reynolds. Um but you're obviously going to get better ranked, um, better quality, better ceiling uh, prospects um, than you are for like a Chris Stratton or, you know, anybody like... Sam Howard's another name um, to keep in mind when they start looking at trades. Uh, but, But, yeah, so the offense again it's going to get some it's going to get some guys back Moran, Evans, Hayes uh, barring any setbacks should be back relatively soon um get them in that lineup that'll instantly make the lineup better um but you know the there's going to be guys moving out of that lineup as we go so um in order to do that they've got to go outside and and um, kind of bolster the the upper levels, the AAA level especially, maybe with a one or two guys, um, so that we're not looking at an even worse um, lineup next year. Because if they do go this whole season, um, and they only let's say they only make a couple trades at the deadline, Frazier maybe a reliever, Tyler Anderson. Um, that's not to say that in the off season, they won't be dealing more. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I I think that that's something you know, that they've got a target or those upper level, some upper level guys um, just to kind of slide in, um, because that outfield next year is going to be Brian Reynolds, and question marks, Jared Oliver, probably. Um Swaggerty, maybe. Ben Gamel, maybe. Kai Tom, maybe. Chris Sharp, maybe. But yeah, it's not a it's not a real, real exciting uh group. Um you know, looking forward. So pump hopefully Charrington can pump some life into Into that, so we're not seeing this exact same thing um, this year where they're just all the the waiver claims, but maybe some um, legitimate, talented um, prospects playing um, instead. And that's the episode for this, uh, for today anyway, um, try to get another one out later in the week, uh, maybe look at prospects a little more, but, uh, but yeah, th- this wasn't a fun week to be a Pirates fan. Uh, you know, it. it we're going to see more weeks like this. Um, so, uh, you know, just yeah, hopefully like the guys coming back from injury will, will help, um. Will help a lot. So um again I, I do want to thank Gary Morgan for having me on um his fan forum DK Sports. Um so give that a give that a look, give that a listen. Um it was a lot of fun. Um he does a really good job bringing, uh for informed fans, other people with podcasts and blogs, um, just to kind of talk about different aspects of the pirates um this week's uh was 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 a good batch of, of people so give it a listen um if you want to check me out on social media i am at on twitter at bucko fever pod i'm on facebook i don't really use it a whole lot but i'm there and of course bucko fever where you'll find my blog and any other thing i decide to put on there uh so again thanks for listening to my rambling about the Pirates, uh, offensive woes this week. And, um, you know, we'll look forward, hopefully they turn around this week. So the weekend review next week will be a little brighter. Um, but you know, again, I appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.